Well, it's hard to believe, but it's been an entire year now since I've been with you. And I thought, at the encouragement of some parishioners, that I'd take a little different uh, course in my homily today and give you some of my, my personal background and some of my motives and aims in preaching. So this homily will be kind of about homilies. And I'd also like to speak to you about how you can help me become a better preacher. Probably a bit of this is known to some of you already, but here's a little bit about me. My father's family is from Seneca Falls. I grew up in a little town east of Rochester called Ontario. And I am a cradle Catholic. When I was a child, I was devout. When I was a teenager, though, under the influence of a family member and some other people who were influential in my life, I strayed from the church and began identifying with evangelical Christians. This continued on in my college years and my early years as a professional. I was a school teacher, taught high school. And yet, though as an adult, I had lost touch with my childhood faith. I never lost touch with something I always had as a child, and that is a very sincere and deep desire for truth. And by God's grace, it would be that desire for truth that would eventually bring me back to the church. From the time I was 18, I committed myself to reading quite a bit and to study ancient languages, Judaism, Christianity, other world religions, history in general, the relationship between science and religion, what science might be able to tell us about the origins of the human race and the universe, a lot of philosophy, theology. My goal in all of this was to be simply a well-informed Christian. Over the years, though, the more I studied outside the Catholic Church, the more I came to understand Catholicism. The Catholic Church made the claim that it was established by Christ and that it was infallible in its teaching. Over the years, as I came to absorb the wide-ranging and relevant evidence, I came to believe that this claim wasn't crazy. And then, with more time, little by little, I came to think of it as quite possible. And then eventually I, I came to think of it as true. As true. And at that point I found my way to a confessional and I came back to the church. I had returned to the faith I had as a child. I was finally mature enough to become a child again. I was in my twenties then. From there, the road to the priesthood was a kind of an obvious choice for me, and I'm almost 40 right now. And so, my brothers and sisters, when I stand here on Sundays to preach before you all, I come to you not as someone who's perfect, but I come to you as someone who's made mistakes in life and has been humbled. I come to you not as a scholar, but as that devout Catholic child who sincerely believes the Catholic faith. I love God. And in God, I love 
each one of you. I want to be saved and to know God and to be happy with him forever in heaven. And I want that for each one of you. And that's just the motive behind my preaching. But I know all too well that my experience and wisdom can save neither me nor you. The only thing that can do that is the Word of God as taught us by Christ and as interpreted for us by the Church. And so when I preach, I try my best to convey to you not my own wisdom, but the teaching of the Church. There are basic truths and basic commandments that all of us need to believe and obey if we are to be saved. And so over the course of the three-year lectionary cycle, I aim to preach on various mysteries of the faith like the Trinity, the Incarnation, the Atonement, Grace, the Sacraments, the Sacrament of Penance in particular, the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. You'll hear about the Church's social doctrine, and you'll hear also about what are called the Four Last Things death, judgment, hell, heaven. And you'll hear about the relationship between grace and the moral law. There will be homilies on the family and on sexual morality. In all of this, I'll try my best to give uplifting homilies, but I'll also give homilies in which I say things that are perhaps unpopular. And if we take a look at our readings today, we see how the Word of God can sometimes be unpopular and even offensive. In our first reading, the Lord says to the prophet Ezekiel, You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, whether they heed or resist. And then in our Gospel, Jesus, who is the Word of God himself, teaches the people, and then it goes on to say, They took offense at him. Now, with that said, sometimes what is offensive about a homily is not the word of God, but the preacher. And this, my brothers and sisters, is where I need your help. I can't compromise on the sometimes difficult content of the word of God, but what I can do is get better at how I present it. Are my homilies too busy, too complicated? Am I too long in speaking? Are my illustrations and examples inappropriate? It is here that I need your feedback. You see, oftentimes the preacher gets feedback from people who like his homilies, but he doesn't get feedback from those who don't like them. And the latter can be the majority of the people, and so the preacher ends up getting a very inaccurate picture of how his audience is receiving his words. So it's an act of charity on your part to give me constructive criticism. And so to this end, I put up on my website next to each one of my homilies a space for comments. You can leave constructive criticism there, or you can email me, or leave a note in my mailbox, or better yet, just speak to me uh, face-to-face. Our readings today speak of prophets. And the preacher is called to be a fearless prophet. But the preacher is not the only one who has a share in the prophetic spirits. All of us here 
have a share in the prophetic spirit. And I am eager to listen and learn what God has to say to me through you. Together we can become better Christians and so be saved.